Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Hey, all you cool cats out there in podcast land, we're here and we're ready to make you happy. It's me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I I didn't agree to that. Okay, we're ready to make you mad. Perfect. Yeah. It's me. It's Zach. It's Carl. Chris is still in the tree. Sorry, Chris. Still in the tree. It's been weeks. Still in the tree. He just just won't come down. He's grown a really nice beard, though. It's true. This is it's 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 very it's a very nice beard. Uh, so, uh, last week, last week on, um, wow, I've broken. Okay, so last week we went over the top wide receivers for the upcoming 2018 season, and this week we are going to be covering tight ends and quarterbacks. That's not how we do this. I had to take over because someone couldn't talk. And now for our quick outs. And there they are. They're super quick. Uh, so uh, now it's time for us to rustle into our main topic, and that's that's cor- that's tight ends and quarterbacks. We're gonna start with the tight ends. Kudos everybody's- to you if you can guess what that sound was. <laughs> everybody's. <laughs> Every- <laughs> um- I don't get them often, but I get a good one every once in a while. Sorry, Everybody's Carl. number one is Gronk. Yep, and oh wow, Shane, I and Car- what? Huh? I did not expect your guys' number twos. All Gronk. right, yeah. Um, well, there's not much we can really say about Gronk that hasn't already been stated by Gronk Smash Records. Gronk, Gronk Break Records. You, Gronk you guys, has 69 touchdowns. Nice. Do you guys realize he's already the third leading tight end in NFL history as far as touchdowns yeah. go? Yeah, that's that's insane. That he's already at that point when he's been injured for like half of his career. Yep. He just he he's, breaks things. If he's if he's playing, he's crazy good. Whether it's lampshades in hotel rooms or shoulders or legs, he's breaking something. You know, sometimes records. And then when he goes, when sometimes he goes to party and he doesn't plan on drinking, but the fans demand it. This is true. This is true. All right. Um, we'll pop down to number two. Uh, Shane and I agree on number two. Uh, Zach does not. Um. Shane and I have Zach Ertz. I want to make it a joke, but I wasn't going to. Um, Zach Ertz at number two. Um, Zach Ertz? You 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 piqued my curiosity, Carl. It's a fantasy football team name. I'll tell you later. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so Zach Ertz is our number two, and then uh, Zach, you have Travis Kelsey as your number two. Uh, yes, I do because he is the second biggest tight end weapon in the NFL. Um, I I don't like Ertz at number two because of the fact that he's always been that guy that's like, this is going to be his year. This is going to be his year. Last year was his year. Last year was kind the, of his year. It was kind of, but again, he wasn't the number one or two tight end that belonged to Gronk and Kelsey. Kelsey, I think, has a proven track record year after year after year for the past three or four years 
that he's going to get the ball and he's going to get near a thousand yards or over a thousand yards every every season. Uh, Kelsey just is the biggest week to week consistent guy, even more so than Gronk because you every week you don't know if Gronk's going to play. Um, but sure. you can't take Gronk out of the number one spot given who he is. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean that being said. Shane and I have Travis Kelsey as our number three. Yeah. So yeah, it's not. I, like, I think yeah. Ertz and Kelsey are a toss up. To be honest with you. Yeah. It's yeah, and that's of, fair. It's kind of pick your poison or you know pick your flavor of the week. Yep. Um, I, th- I think Ertz has big play potential better than Kelsey does, in my opinion. I kind of did it just based on interesting. Quarter- I kind of did it just based on quarterbacks because mm. you've got Kelsey who's got that um, is fair. Um, Mahomes coming in, who, in for all intents and purposes, this is kind of his rookie year. This yeah, is his first yeah. year starting. Um, Ertz has an established quarterback in Carson Wentz, or a dude that's thrown seven touchdowns in a game, um, throwing in football. So fun facts, fun fact. Um, so that's the only reason why why I had Ertz over Kelsey for the situation. So yeah, and that's that's fair. I definitely understand the quarterback thing. Um, I just think that it, if there's one thing with the exception of Kevin Cobb that Andy Reid's been able to do over his career is get decent quarterback play out of his quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm not saying top tier, but get above average play. And I think Mahomes is going to fall into that category. And I honestly think that with Travis Kelsey's speed and his size, Mahomes having that rocket for an arm that he has is going to help out the passing game more than anything. I would even say with Kevin Cobb, he got pretty good play out of him um, at times. It was just the concussion issues that really set yeah. him back. Huh. Um, so for number three, like we said, we have Travis Kelsey, which we've just kind of discussed. But uh, uh, Zach's got uh, got somebody else. Yes, I have uh, everyone's fantasy darling from last year, and that is Evan Ingram at number three. Uh Super consistent play with the exception of like four weeks where he got two points, I think. Um, but he was he was catching everything. He had incredible catches. He's not a blocker. Uh, part of that is because he's, what, 235, 240 pounds? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not built like a, a blocking tight end at all. No, he, he's a guy that you move inside, you move outside, but you don't have him blocked. They've run him out of the H-back in the, in yep. the backfield mm-hmm. before, too, a few times. And- mm-hmm. But he's a guy that, honestly, like if he continues... To be to to work the way he's working, he's going to be good for, I would say, sixty to seventy catches, ten touchdowns, eight to nine hundred yards. Yeah, I could see him consistently being a top, top three, four tight yeah. end in the league for years to come too. For yep. sure. And that's again these these numbers were with Eli Manning throwing him yeah. the ball, and Eli had a bad, bad, bad year. Uh, so an average Eli year. <laughs> Jeez. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take shots. Um, Go ahead. So I've got Ingram as, as uh, Evan Ingram as my number four. Um, yeah, he had a he had a very good year. Like you know, they had ups and downs uh, as rookies tend to. Yeah. Um, and I think that's gonna solidifying and become more consistent for him. Uh, he is now a reliable target, um, which I think the, the reason why he had ups and downs they weren't sure if he was going to be at the at the beginning. Yeah. You know, he had to get tested out by his quarterback. Um, and then, you know, maybe at some point he'll have a better quarterback throwing him the ball, too. So then he'll get even better. But um, this uh, is true. Evan Ingram, I, I just he was a top five tight end last year and he's going to be a top five this year. I agree. Yep. Clearly. 
Um. Oh, I lost. Your number four. Yeah, my number four. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's been a long day. It's like three o'clock. Um. <laughs> wasn't it just two o'clock like ten minutes ago? Yeah, you don't know time. No, that was last episode. Not that was last ago. episode. Um, Oops. my number four is is a uh, yeah, it's a it's a toss up depending on if he goes to the uh, um goes into the booth or not. But uh, that's true. Greg Greg Olson is my number four. Um, consistently year after year, he keeps putting up numbers. He's a consistent target for Cam Newton in that offense. Um, the one thing that does scare me is the fact that he is. Way, been, he's been kind of wavering on retirement and just going like he's one injury away from being in a CBS booth with uh, Tony Romo yep and so that's that's the one reason why I would waver on him this year but I mean when he's on the field he's still one of the top he's a top five tight end in my books yep. yeah and one thing that I do kind of want to stress here is because we all pretty much have the same top five or six um when it, I said pretty much. I've I've got one that I don't like it like you guys do, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. but with that being said, the tight end position is very very matchup dependent. Yes, and it depends on who is on a streak after you get past like number four. Um, if someone's got a hot couple weeks, like someone like let's say Tyler Eifert actually manages to stay healthy. Uh, he he could easily be a top five guy, top four guy, given his touchdown production alone. Or Delaney Walker, if they decide you know they need to give him the ball more, he could be that guy. But after number after tight end three, four, five, it's really a crapshoot on who's going to be the top guy. Yeah, if you don't get one of the top five guys, then then you should wait till way yep. later, way late in the draft to take your tight end because it's going to be your you're looking at matchups. Wait till late, grab a guy who has a good you know week one or two matchup. And then keep an eye on the on the waiver wire. Yep. With that said, uh, your number four. Uh, my number four is Jimmy Graham. Um, everyone always talks about how Green Bay doesn't throw to the tight ends, and that's why he's not going to do well, and that's why this guy didn't do well, and that's guy that that's why that guy didn't do well. Why'd you call me everyone? Because it's not just you. <laughs> uh, the thing is, is that none of those prior tight ends that Aaron Rodgers has been playing with had even half of the amount of talent that and and height <laughs> that Jimmy Graham has. Jimmy Graham is six foot seven, two hundred and seventy pounds. He is a monster in in the end zone. And I could easily see him getting ten to twelve touchdowns this year. Even if his middle of the middle of the pack production isn't great, he might get six to seven hundred yards, maybe fifty catches, but I could see him getting ten to twelve touchdowns in this offense with the most eh, probably the, yeah probably the most all-around quarterback that he's played with yeah he played with Drew Brees but Drew Brees is really a pocket guy Aaron Rodgers can go out wide and get him those sideline catches that Drew Brees couldn't get to him Green Bay is banking on the fact that Graham would pick up the slack that they lost from Jordy Nelson yeah I agree yeah um he's kind of that tight end that they haven't really had since Jermichael Finley yeah and even Jermichael Finley it was not as good as Jimmy Graham ever was that's I would agree <laughs> Well, Boo Williams. Uh, who? Uh, my number five is Greg Olson. Um, same thing that Carl said there. That my biggest worry on him is the booth. Um, whether or not he's gonna, you know, walk away from the game. Uh, but with that said, he is bonkers good when he's on the field. Mm-hmm. 
And then, do you want to go ahead and talk about your number six? Well, you guys should probably five? mention your fives. I meant five? Okay. Uh, my five was Ertz. We already kind of talked about him. I don't need to go really too much more into that. Yeah, my number five is Evan Ingram. Um, can, same thing. I didn't want to put him too high, given that he is still just... He's very. It's a second year coming up. Um, but he has the potential to be a top two in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. So, um, so moving down to number six, my number six is Jimmy Graham. Um, I like the placement in Green Bay. Um, it gives Aaron Rodgers another target, another weapon. And when Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you always have a potential to score a bunch of touchdowns. Yep. <laughs> and it sounds like he's also about to get a brand new deal as well. Finally. Again, I guess. <laughs> so, all right, uh, Zach, you want to... Uh, yeah, my number six is Greg Olson. Really not too much more to touch on than what the guys said here. Uh, prior to last season, he had three straight 1,000-yard seasons. He was one of the top two to three tight ends in the NFL. Also one of the most underrated players, I think, um, that we've had in a long time. He just doesn't get the credit that he deserves, but... It, it's too late that he spent. It's too bad that he spent the first five, six years of his career with Chicago, where they let his skill set not be used at all. And he's flourishing Carolina, but he's older. He's got the injury history. I believe he said a few weeks ago, back in early to mid May, that he was had every intention to play this season. Uh, but you know, if he retires, obviously, or leaves, then don't don't draft him. Yeah. Right. That only happens when the list gets inverted and you draft two Hall of Fame wide receivers. <laughs> Carl gets that joke. Oh, that was a great year. Uh, my number six is Kyle Rudolph. Rudy! Uh, now, you can't call me a homer because I am not a Vikings fan. Uh, no, you were the ultimate homer putting your number one, putting your team's tight end at number one. Well, you guys are homers too, then. My homer. No, we're logical. <laughs> yeah, we're logical. Jeez. Uh, so Kyle Rudolph has consistently the last three years been a top five tight end. Just like quietly. Um, very, very, very quietly. A lot of that has to do with the very poor tight end play in the league. Yep. Um, so this is this is the start of my watch the matchups, watch, watch who you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Picks here. Everyone before this pick to me are guys that, you know, you can grab on your team and hold on to. Uh, and, and you know, start week to week. After this one, it's it's you know, watch the matchup, see who see who's playing because Kyle Rudolph is definitely not someone you want to start every week. Which I will say, if you're playing a watch the matchups with your number nine, you ain't getting him. I, I would be playing him to watch the matchup because yep. I'm not going to be going for him. He would not be getting him then. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Do you want to go on to your number seven, seven. then? Yeah, uh, my number seven is. Uh, Carl's homeboy, George sure. Kittle. Uh, so George Kittle showed that he has a little bit of a uh, of a dynamic with Jimmy G um, last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked pretty. He looked good playing with him, and he had some good games at the end of the year. And I think that's going to continue over with an, with the full off season of being able to practice with Jimmy G. So I I think that it's possible that George Kittle is is a bit of a sleeper tight end choice. Yeah, I think he is a bit. Travis Kelsey light. They've got mm-hmm. similar builds. Kittle is very fast for the position, and he's also like six five, six six. I think the upside is there, but I mean, after we like we said before, after picks five or six, it's really a crapshoot. 
hopefully he does well. I mean, considering he plays for my Niners, but that I mean, I, I get why you put him there because it's such a crapshoot. Yeah, <laughs> right. I like him. He's he's fun. All right, and then uh, my number seven here uh, is strictly based on CT scan results, right. um, and yeah. that is Jordan Reed. Uh, this guy is, I believe, one hit away from never playing or working a day in his life. Uh, he's always injured. He's always messed up. Now he's down Kirk Cousins, but he has Alex Smith. Eh, that, that's I For feel, him, I, that's fine. Yeah, I feel like for him, that's fine. I don't think it's going to hinder his production at all. Alex Smith it's, showed with Kelsey that he can he can throw to the tight ends. Yeah. And Reed Reed's position here at number seven, and the reason why I would have a hard time drafting him is strictly based on health concerns. That's yeah. it. He's a very talented re- receiving tight end when he's in the game, but he just hardly plays. Yeah. All right. Um, my number seven is Shane's number six, and that is Kyle Rudolph. Um, you can call this a homer pick, but he's proven over the past few years that he deserves to be in talk of being in that second tier of tight ends. Yeah. He's the best of the rest is, he, is how I, is what I, I consider that, Yeah, I would yeah, agree. That's that's a really good way of... He's a guy that you're like, I'm going to start you, but I'm not going to be like expecting 15 points out of you yeah. this week. For sure. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of all I've got on, on Rudy. Um, he does have a little bit of competition from... Well, not competition, but... Um, there is a rookie, um, Tyler Conklin, with the Vikings. That yeah, I could, like Tyler Conklin actually. Jack Conklin's brother, exactly. Yep. Uh, now we have a uh, unanimous number eight overall. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, consensus alert! Consensus alert! Uh, Mr. Delaney Walker. He's Ooh. what forty nine. About yeah. But he's every year he's catching the ball. He's got he's got Benny Jopru uh, uh, behind him. Jopru got injured at the end of last year, though, so um, kind of hurts him. Um, but uh, it, there there has been talk about wanting to limit Walker's role in the pass yes. catching game um, and wanting to get the uh, the younger tight ends more involved in the offense. But even so, again, he's still he's still going to be consistent. He could probably have fifty eight points and still wind up with the top ten wider or tight end rating. Um, that's not going to happen, but I mean, he's, he's very consistent. He's just a great player. Uh, he has always played with a chip over his shoulder, chip on his shoulder because of the fact that he was overshadowed by Vernon Davis in San Francisco. He was underrated. Then he went to Tennessee and has still consistently been underrated, even though he's putting up phenomenal numbers. I would like to point out that I knew the second I said Benny Jopru that that was the wrong name, yeah. and it's Johnu Smith. Benny Jopru was a tight end for the Michigan Wolverines back like 15 <laughs> years ago, and I, he did play for the Houston Texans. For I them. didn't want to question it. I was but, just like, I'm I'm gonna go with that and see. But if Jonu he, Smith is the one I was trying yeah. to think of that that's behind him. Um, uh, Jonu Smith is healthy going into the year, even though he got yep. a little banged up last year, but. Um, and that's the only person to worry about with with Walker here. But I would keep an eye on Smith if you're a Walker owner. Yeah. Yep, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, bumping down to number nine. Um, do I'll go first. Um, I've got Trey Burton now, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, now with the Chicago Bears. Trey J. Boo Boo. Bears. Um, Mitchell Trubisky kind of showed last year that he doesn't throw a lot of passes past 15 yards. Yeah, he doesn't throw to a lot of wide receivers, so that's good for the uh, tight end. He also didn't have any. 
That's true. He had like bits and pieces of former. Yeah, that was it was a bad situation for Mitchell last year, um, but he started getting um, a little bit of a rapport with Adam Shaheen, um, who is still there, who could very easily um, step in and still be a very good playmaking tight end. But they Trey paid were, Trey a lot of money. They paid Trey they a did. lot of money, and Trey showed that when Zach Ertz wasn't in the picture. Um, it was kind of his show with yeah. Brent Selleck. And he, he was serviceable. Absolutely. Um, so giving him full reins of being the number one tight end on a um, team with a young quarterback who loves to not throw out wide receivers, um, it gives Trey Burton a lot of upside. Um, but I would be a little weary of taking him just because of Adam Sheen. Yep. That's that's the only reason why he's not on in, in my list here is, is just Adam Sheen sitting there. Yep. Uh, my number nine is someone that you guys had much earlier, Jimmy Graham. I just, I, I don't buy the hype until I see it happen I, for, for him. Yeah, and that's I mean, fair. He's had some real, you would have thought he would have been better than he was when he was in Seattle. I mean, he had some good games, but he had games that he didn't catch a pass. Like, and that was half the season where he had games he didn't catch a pass. He, he had some games in, in New Orleans for the last, the end of his career that wasn't looking great. Um, career there. Uh, I just, I I don't fully trust Jimmy Graham. I I mean I trust Aaron Rodgers, but you you say that when when they use the argument of uh, doesn't throw to tight ends that he didn't have talent there. I mean he's had okay tight ends there in the past. I mean he's had guys that have caught passes at other teams that didn't catch pa- catch passes from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He just doesn't, and I think it has a lot to do with that. Aaron Rodgers doesn't check down to the tight end that often um, because he's getting it to the wide receivers. So, but like we we like we mentioned earlier though is that Jimmy Graham is going to be there to fill that Jordy Nelson role, which I think will be those you know inside catches like the in you know midfield catches and the and the red zone targets. Yeah, he's going to be looking for him in the red zone. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I think that's where Jimmy Graham's biggest biggest upside is going to come from is the red zone. Um, and then I, at number nine, have Tyler Eifert, uh, which I, again, crapshoot. Uh, touchdown upside is why I put him here. That's all I really can really say. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Um, number 10, Carl and I both have Jordan Reed. Kind of for that same reason of just upside. When he's on the field, he's great, but it's a matter of him getting on the field. Yeah, right. he, he's only 10 because of injury concerns. Yep. I'd have him higher if it wasn't for that. And then my number 10, I have the he's almost there, the uh, Eric Ebron, which he's got a new team this year with the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, they need pass catchers to help out Andrew Luck. I think this could be Eric Ebron's breakout year, but again, it's still the tight end position. He's still that almost there guy so I can't put him really higher than 10 but he could be more towards the 5-6 range if he he and Luck work out. He's another guy that I feel would be higher if he cared more because he just doesn't seem to care. Yeah. Um, I I have a feeling that he's not going to be the best tight end on his team. I think Jack Doyle's going to catch more balls than him mm-hmm. uh, just because Jack Doyle's been consistent even with other, other people there for the last few years. So. Yeah. 
And that's our top ten tight ends, everybody. Yeah, we did it. We did it, guys. Because we got through. We we know the name of ten tight ends, and it was only minimally painful. Yeah, minimally. Now it's time to move on to the quarterbacks. The the quarterback position, the position that'll win you a championship and will mildly affect your fantasy team. Yeah, since you know. Numbers 1 through 10 all have about the same scores. They're all within about 17 points of each other. <laughs> yeah. With I, that said, the importance of the quarterback is eh, minimal. Yeah. I'm, I'm always been a proponent, or at least recently, of I will happily take a guy towards the end of the draft. That's going to be... I mean, I, I don't need to take one of the like top two, top three guys. You could win a championship with Blake Bortles. And yes, yeah. And one thing that I will say about quarterbacks too is, don't be upset if you missed out on getting guys like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Because you know what, that that pick where let's say who was a guy that we talked about earlier, uh, Delvin Cook, someone in the second or third round might say, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers, and you just got yourself a team's number one running back. Yep. Instead. Let let them take the quarterbacks. If people are taking quarterbacks in the first round, let them let them screw up their own teams. The disparity is bigger at the other positions than uh-huh. it is at quarterback. Um, with that said, I mean if you do get one of those top guys, that I mean that's that's good. Yeah, I mean that's nice. I, I'd it's rather, helpful. I'm I'm hoping to have the value of getting somebody that's in the tops later on. You know, in the fourth, fifth round rather than or hopefully fifth, sixth round. Yeah. Um, it's probably where I'm looking at the top quarterbacks, but um, with the you know you're not the number one quarterback on the board, which spoiler alert is Aaron Rodgers for all three of us. Yep. Yeah, is consensus. To, yeah, is going to get you a lot more points than uh, than you know Alex Smith or or Philip Rivers, but Alex Smith and Philip Rivers are still consistent quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. There, there's still guys that will not kill your team, but they're not necessarily going to win you weeks. Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers might win you a week here or there, but yeah. you don't necessarily need him to win the whole thing. No. Um, with that said, Aaron Rodgers is, cons- is consensus number one. I feel like it's for obvious things. He's healthy. He's a great thrower. He's he's super, Mobile. Yeah. Elusive. I mean... He's accurate. He, if you were to draw up what you want a quarterback's skill set to be in the NFL, it's Aaron Rodgers. I would just draw a picture of Tom Brady. Yeah. No, that's I said. Like, I guess regular season skill set, not postseason. That's true. Okay. Uh, he could catch. And then yeah. after this, I don't think we have a single one that matches. Nope. It looks like that's. Oh nope. Shane and I agreed on one at at five, um, but we'll get to that. We'll so, to that. Carl, you want to talk about your number two? I will talk about my number two. Uh, that is Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, it doesn't matter if he has an offensive line in front of him or not. The dude puts up numbers. Uh, he's pretty okay in the passing game, but what brings it all together is his ability to run to move the chains. I mean, he'll consistently get you three, four, five points just rushing, just running yeah. the ball. Yeah. And those points over the course of a season add up, and he's shown it time and time again that he is a quarterback one. Like, he, he's... He should be in this conversation. Oh, absolutely. That's the the problem is, is because his, because of the fact that his passing numbers aren't as good as the other quarterbacks. That's why you see his stock fall. A bit. Stock fall a bit. Yeah, for sure. 
and not only that, but it seems like every single year for the past two or three years, the the Seahawks are just getting worse and worse and worse, and they are they are making it Russell Wilson's team now versus being about the defense. It's no longer about that that charismatic and enigmatic defense that the Seahawks have. Yeah. It's all about Russell Wilson. It's his show, right? And they've gutted a lot of. Uh huh. Yeah. From that team and from that coaching staff. Yep. So and, and out- I'm betting Pete Carroll's not too far far from that too. When, when- and outside of running back, they haven't really in- improved what Russell Wilson's throwing to. Not really. I mean, Brandon Marshall and Jerron Brown aren't exactly upgrades. And they're not receiver. world beaters at this rate at this uh, stage they're, in there. No, careers. they're probably about the same level as Paul Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. Who <laughs> signed with Washington? But that's a different story. They saved some money there, though. That's true. Yeah, they did. Um, but you know, Russell Wilson is one of those guys that it is the fact that the quarterback numbers and I look at his actual passing numbers always scares me away from him. But yeah, yep. his his rushing does make up for that in in a sense and in, in in some of the ways for sure. Mm. Uh, my number two is uh, hopefully he's healthy. Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz is health, healthy and plays the whole year, I think he's the number two quarterback in fantasy football. Yeah. I, I definitely can see it for sure. Um, now that's a big if because right now they're not even sure if he's going to be healthy for the first game of the year, um, for sure. I mean, what well, he he tore his ACL in what week fourteen? Yeah, it was it was later on. So yeah, uh, thirteen I mean, or fourteen. Yeah, thirteen or fourteen. So he's only had six months to recover at this time. Yeah, and and he does use mobility in a. In, oh yeah. In his in his uh, play. he's got he's got Aaron Rodgers style of play to him. Yeah. Where he, mm-hmm. he's he's not going to be a like a true running threat like Russell Wilson or Cam Newton, but he can scramble and move and get the first down when he needs to. Yep. So so it's a real big if there's uh, you know everybody else on my sheet will slide up one slot if he's not healthy for the start of the year, but and then he'll drop down. But you know right now I'm I'm being uh, optimistic, not pessimistic, thinking that he's going to play all year and, and saying he's my number two guy. Yeah, and that's fair. Yep. And then my number two is uh, Shane's. Shane's uh, true love. True love, would you say? He's got such piercing blue eyes. Uh, Tom Brady. Um, I I will concede to the fact at this point, I believe Brady is the best quarterback in NFL history. I've never said that before, but I do believe it now. Um, Just the numbers that he puts up in both the regular season and the postseason with seemingly a group of guys that are that he's just, he deserves more than what he gets. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that Brady deserves more than what he gets to work with His outside of receivers Gronk. are always a, just a ragtag core. Of people. They are. Yes. And it's insane. Um, Scrappy little gym rats. Yeah. <laughs> and even like, even Brandon cooks last year, everyone talks about how inconsistent he was. He still had a thousand yards with yeah. the Patriots. He still had a good season. Uh, he had numbers comparable to pro bowlers. Yeah. Last year, and he wasn't mm-hmm. a pro bowler. So, mm-hmm. And Brady is just outside of Jerry Rice, he's probably the goat. Yeah, <laughs> I have no no problem admitting that. So the guy's going to put up consistent numbers every year, every week. He's going to have one or two outlier games a year, especially as the year gets in later. So it may be a case where you get off to that really hot start, and someone gets a quarterback injury, or someone's just looking to upgrade the position, and then you trade him. You trade Tom Brady for for other positional value. And, and then start streaming quarterbacks, and that's uh, and that's another big thing. Uh, I've got Tom Brady for my my third, um, and that's another big th- 
big thing about Tom Brady when you say quarterback injury, he doesn't get injured. He had one year that he missed. Other than that, he doesn't get injured. He plays every game. And then they wound up changing a rule in the NFL to to make sure that that injury didn't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then, uh, Carl, you want to talk about your three? I'll talk about my number three. Since we're talking, or since I was talking about uh, quarterbacks who can run. Um, Earl's a fan of them. I, I am a fan of that. But uh, Cam Newton kind of came back a little bit last year and showed that, I mean, if they can, if you got weapons around you, you're going to make plays. And when they allow Cam Newton to run, he will make all of the plays and he will be a top top tier uh, fantasy quarterback. And woo, that almost fell over. Um, he he put up great he put up better numbers last year than he did two years ago. Two years ago was pretty bad. It was rough. It was rough coming off of an MVP season. Um, but last year he kind of re- came back a little bit to form. And I think this year with a couple more pieces around him, um, Christian McCaffrey's around him to give him a solid weapon. I I feel like he's got a good chance to. I'm not saying repeat as NFL MVP by any means, but he will put up what, even better numbers than last year. He still could. He could. He could. He could be an NFL MVP. Right. Cam Newton, in my opinion, is a different type of athlete than we've ever seen at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Um, just with his the way that he moves and his size and his speed, he if he learned how to throw the ball more consistently and had better receivers, I think he would be the number one ahead of Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. just because he is more of a running threat than yes. Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah. The only reason why I've got Cam Newton low on my list is because of the targets that he has out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they drafted, was it DJ Moore that they drafted? Yep. Yes. They drafted DJ Moore and, and it's possible that, you know, he's the truth and, He's going to be great, but I, I've got to see that first before I. He's also going to be a rookie wide receiver. Yeah, before I move Cam Newton up, I've I've got to see some some consistency out of his receiving core. But again, sure. you're looking you're going to be looking at the point difference too, and the point difference between number three and number nine is not going to be that big. Yeah, you're probably looking at what thirty points, forty points, maybe. Yeah, probably. to yeah, be the difference, and that. that's not a lot. That's why we say streaming quarterbacks is okay. Yep. And you're number three. Uh, my number three is Drew Brees. And the reason it is Drew Brees is because of consistency. Last year was the first time in I don't know how many years that he didn't throw for 5,000 yards. But he still threw for like 4,300. Yeah. Uh, and that was in a down year, quote unquote. The problem is that with a guy like Drew Brees, you are drafting him based on the name right now in his career. Whereas they are now a running team first and a defensive team because Drew Brees doesn't have to carry the entire team on his back anymore. So I could easily put him at number five or number six, but because it is Drew Brees and he still has that consistency and he's still probably the most accurate passer overall in NFL history, it's hard to really argue against him. Uh, question uh, for the group. Yeah. Who retires first, Drew Brees or Tom Brady? Brady. Drew Brees. Ooh. Brady. I think I think it's Brees. I think I think if Brady does um, if Brady wins this year he retires. But if he doesn't I think he he, he plays until 45. And right. I think Brees sticks around until he breaks the um career th- uh passing record. Yeah. Which is probably going to be this year. How far behind is he? Like a thousand 
if I if I remember right, I think it's just a thousand. Yeah, it's pretty close. Okay. Uh, uh, go with your. Uh, what's your number four, Zach? Uh, my number four is Carson Wentz. Um, like Shane talked about earlier, having him at number two, it's really hard to have him at number four. It's just the injury concern um, with him having only nine months to recover from tearing a ligament in his knee by the time the regular season starts. That's not a lot of time. Uh, for those who are curious, yeah. uh, nine months is not a lot of time from repairing torn ligaments, but he does have the best shot to be the number one quarterback outside of Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, because of the fact that he doesn't la- he doesn't laser focus on one guy, and he does pass the ball around. He gets it to the tight end, to the wide receiver three, the wide receiver two, the wide receiver one, to the running backs. He just he d- distributes the ball very well in in kind of a Drew Brees like manner. Yeah, and and Philly did a really good job of getting a lot of good targets around him too. Yes. Guys that will catch the ball when they, he distributes it around. One thing that I've I've always disliked about Ron Rivera, I was going to go back to Cam Newton, and this will make sense in a second. Is Ron Rivera has always tried to make Cam Newton a passing quarterback. He has never built the. He has never really been comfortable with building the offense around his skill set in my opinion, whereas you look at the Eagles, Doug Peterson went, this is what Carson Wentz can do. This is what we're going to have him do. He didn't, he tailored the offense to his skill set versus trying to make him do something that he wasn't comfortable with. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, as I said, Carson Wentz could easily be the number two. He could easily be the number one. He could not start for the first four week, four to six weeks and still could wind up being top, top five. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Carl and I agreed on our on our number four. We did. Um, we both have Kirk Cousins. Now, that might be a little bit of a homer pick for Carl, but for me, it's it's all has to do with his consistency at, yeah. at the quarterback position. Yeah. And the fact of, look at the massive improvement from last year's Washington to this year's Vikings. Yeah, he's got... He's <laughs> it's got a bit bigger. It's a bit better. Much better... Uh, tools at his disposal and we've seen Kirk Cousins with tools at his disposal before with Pierre mm-hmm. Garçon and Deshaun yep. Jackson when they were Jordan in healthy Jordan Reed healthy Jordan Reed and so instead of them you've got Adam Thielen Stefan Diggs and Kyle Rudolph and Dalvin Plus Cook Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook an actual don't running game don't you say da, da, da. no <laughs> you were gonna go with a fullback joke and I wasn't ready for it <laughs> <laughs> I, at, false. I was ready for it. I didn't want to hear it. Yeah, you, you know me too well. I'm, um, I'll just I'll just say an actual running game behind him uh, that will that is consistent. Yes. Because even even if Cook is you know banged up or anything like that, Latavius Murray has also yeah. been a consistent running back. Mm-hmm. He'll have a consistent running game no matter what. Yeah. yeah. He's not with God. a fullback. Uh, so um, that's why I have him so high. He's got. The last time he had weapons, he was a top-tier quarterback, yep. and I see that happening again. And last year, he didn't have weapons, and he was still a top-six quarterback. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, moving down to five, since you guys have a consensus here, um, I will say that my five is Drew Brees. Um, I, the only reason I have him so low is because the team is switching more to a run-first yep. versus pass-first. It's nothing against Breeze. I would love to have him on my fantasy teams. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, but I just have him a little bit lower. 
Fair enough. And Shane, do you want to talk about Russell Wilson? or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach and I have Russell Wilson at five. Uh, we kind of discussed a little bit with Carl's at number two where my, my big thing is is just when you look at his passing numbers in a, in a vacuum, it doesn't look as good as the other quarterbacks. But when you add in uh, rushing and things like that, that's when that's when he gets a little bit better. Yep. With that said, he does have better, better passing numbers than, than the other guy, Cam Newton, who is the other um, quarterback that does the running. He is the other quarterback that does the running. <laughs> He's the other one. It's one way to look at it. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah. Any other words on? Um. Really, for me, the biggest issue that I have with Russell Wilson, I actually initially didn't even have him in my top ten. Um. And I realized that that was stupid and crazy. But my thought behind it is, is that, like I said earlier, every year they seem to be getting worse and worse. Teams are starting. They're they're getting. 10 yards back, they're getting shotgun pressure from the start of the snap because that Seattle offensive line is so bad that teams are just running through them like they're not even there. Yep. And uh, it's making Russell Wilson have to run for his life, and one of these days, he's going to get caught. <laughs> well, and I think that actually the Rashad Penny uh, drafting will help Russell Wilson in that regard um, because, you know, They'll be rushing the quarterback, but he's got a secondary uh, option back there with him. Something that he hasn't had since Marshawn Lynch left, uh, retired yeah. the first time. Yep, I get that. But that, that's really all I have to say about Russell Wilson. It's just it, it's the passing numbers, and I think that his rushing numbers they're going to have to start slowing down soon. And so you guys have a consensus at six. So I'll just mention Drew Brees, and it's really everything Carl said. Yep. It has to do with the fact he's he's six for me because they've switched to being a rushing team. Yep. Carl, what do you have to say about Deshaun Watson at our number six? Um, remember when we were talking about guys that can run around? Yeah. <laughs> when he was on the field, he was a fantasy monster. Yes. He he was out to set records last year before he got hurt. Yeah, and <laughs> he, I mean, the dude was putting up insane numbers. Houston looked like an offensive juggernaut. No one knew what to do. Um, he's God, he's got all the upside in the world as long as teams as long as teams continue to not know how to game plan for him. The only answer teams had for Houston last year at the time is and it's perfect to show in the uh the New England game is just outscoring them. Yep. I was yeah. gonna say the same thing. It's like let's score more points than they can and that's how we're gonna win. It's like there's no defense involved in this game anymore. Well, same let's thing with the score. Seattle game. The Seattle yeah. game was like forty four to thirty eight or something like that. It was insane. Yep. Um, yeah, no, it's similar stuff. I mean, they Deshaun Watson changed that offense around more than I thought any quarterback ever could. <laughs> they they were not good the year before, and they were absolutely wonderful last year. It was it was great to see a rookie quarterback come in and do the things that he was doing. Now that being said, like Carl mentioned, he wasn't game planned for. Now he is going to be game planned for, so we'll see what he can do. Uh, luckily, the only worthwhile defense that he plays against in his division is Jacksonville. So I wouldn't recommend starting him those games. Uh, but Indy, not really a worrisome defense. And Tennessee, not a worrisome defense. Yeah. So I I would I feel very comfortable putting him in top six. Cool. Barring health, of course. For sure. All right. So moving down to number sevens. Um, my number seven, I had Tom Brady. Um, I... I can't really put a finger and I'm just not as high as I usually am on Tom Brady. I It's not that I don't like him. I just like the six guys 
I have ahead yeah. of him better. That makes yeah. sense. It's, it's a pick your poison, really, when it comes to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's kind of my only reasoning for it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be upset with having Tom Brady by any means, but I don't know. I can I can comfortably say this. Any of my top eight guys, I feel could be a number be the number one quarterback. I I really any of them on my list I could see being the number one guy, and I'm and that shows you what their talent levels are at. Yeah, quarterbacks are so the the number of them are so high, and how many you need to start on your team, unless of course you're in a two quarterback league, uh, you just, you can find talent later in the rounds where you can't find that same skill position talent. You can get a guy like Cam Newton maybe in the in the eighth or ninth round, whereas your number one running back at that point, James White. Which... Yeah, that you're looking at you're looking at uh, third down backs. At yeah, that point, I mean you know? Kenneth James White, Dixon, maybe Deion Lewis. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're looking at you're looking at guys who you are hoping to get get eight points. Yep. Versus a quarterback who you know is going to be doing well. So that's why we always put emphasis on waiting. But that's... And the reason why I mentioned my top eight is because I was looking at my number seven, who is Kirk Cousins, who you guys all had a little bit higher, which the reason why I wanted to put emphasis on my point is that he could be number one. He could be the number one quarterback in the NFL this year. Uh, My number seven uh, is somebody that you both don't have on your list. Uh, It's Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. Undefeated in the NFL. Undefeated in the NFL. That is as correct. A starter. Yep. Uh, he looked. He looked really solid in his in his six. Was it six games last year? Yes, they went six and zero with him. Yeah, he looked really solid. I mean, yes, there's going to be game plans against him now. There's going to be um, different things that will make him come back to earth earth a little bit. But I was very impressed with the way he played, and I think he's got some good some good weapons around him nothing nothing world shattering on, no. the, on the receiving front but he's got a, a coach that's offensive minded that would work with Jimmy G to get things going and he's got some consistent wide receivers Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garçon are not going to beat the world but they'll be no. consistent for him and they only gave up a second round pick to get him yeah to yep. get a future starter who he got he got paid didn't he oh Jimmy yeah G. he got paid yeah, he got oh paid. yeah Okay, uh, Carl. Number eight. I got, uh... <laughs> Maddie Snapback. I got Maddie Stap- Stapback. Um, Matt Stafford is my number eight. And it's just... I hate doing this based on a name, but every year he continually puts up consistent numbers. Yep. And last year I thought it was going to go down with, you know, having 18 number two wide receivers with... You know, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, da da da. Um, but his numbers still stayed, you know, stayed true. They were, um, I can't remember exactly. I think it was upper upper three, uh, upper three. He had like thirty eight hundred. It was like thirty eight hundred. Um, and now this uh, this off season they added. Um, I am not Kalen Balaj. Uh, uh, carry on. Carry on Johnson. Yep, carry on Johnson as a running back option to hopefully get. 100 yards in a game that they haven't done in we'll see like four years it's been a long time it's been a while uh, uh, Matt Stafford actually almost had 4,500 yards oh really yep oh he had a better 29 year touchdowns 10 picks um it was quiet and so um every year he produces he's kind of that yeah he's he maybe he'll maybe miss a game or two um early in his career he had injury issues but he's kind of moved on past that 
So I would be very happy taking Matt Stafford late oh, in, yeah. in the late rounds. Oh, yeah. and you, could, you could probably find him in the 12th round, maybe. Oh, 11th sure. round, 12th round. My number eight is Deshaun Watson. And the reason why I have him here, uh, a little bit lower than what you guys have, is he's coming off of a leg injury, and he's a mobile quarterback. Yep. And then the second part of it is that he... I mean, yeah, he's got some good good passing numbers, but he throws a lot of picks. So if you're if you're negating a little bit of that rushing uh, offense that he had there, and adding into the fact that he does throw some picks, I just don't think he's going to be as good fantasy wise as some of the other ones. Uh, with that said, I, I do think he's going to get back to form and, and look very good, but it might just not be right away in the year. So you you might be missing some some stats at the beginning of the season, while later in the season he's he'll go back to being the world beater that he is. Yeah. Similar, kind of a Carson Wentz case. Yep. Yep. And then uh, my number eight is Cam Newton. Uh, again, same thing where I said like he could be the top quarterback in the NFL. He could be an MVP candidate again. It all depends on how the team around him is working and how his offensive line's blocking for him. Last year they did an okay job blocking for him, even with guys like Michael Ower starting. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean he's he's not consistent but cam is a quarterback that will help win you weeks with his legs yeah i agree i've I've got cam at my number nine slot um it's it's really only the the wide receiver core around him which is why i've got got him down so far yeah um and the uncertainty with olsen because you know one little you know muscle tweak in the offseason he's in the booth so yep but yeah so i've got cam number nine um, I've got Ben Roethlisberger at number nine. That's not what you wrote. That is not what I wrote. Thank you for not reading out loud what you wrote, Carl. No yeah, problem. Right. Um, it's for the best. Uh, we don't need an NSFW tag for this more than we already do. Um, so Roethlisberger is my number nine, and it's strictly because Antonio Brown, Lev Bell, Juju, someone's got to get him the ball. Yep. Yeah. Someone's throwing to him. It's Roethlisberger. And not that, but he is, he's a consistent... He's another guy that's a consistent quarterback in the NFL. He's he's not going to be your number two, number one. I don't think there's any chance for him to do that. But he'll get you four thousand yards, forty two hundred yards, you know, twenty five to thirty touchdowns. Yep. And he is the eight, and he is eighth overall in um, career passing yards as of right now. He's a streamer for me. He's yep. got some injury concerns, uh, especially the last few years. Agreed. Um, but, you know, he does, when he's on the field, he plays hard, plays good. Yep. Uh, anything else about Ben? Nope. No. Uh, my number nine is Matt Ryan. Uh, a lot of this has to do with Julio. Um, if he didn't have Julio on his team, Matt Ryan would not be in my top ten. Uh, but he's he's shown the ability to be a serviceable quarterback, which is really all you can ask for in fantasy. Yeah, being serviceable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think we're on ten now. We are on ten. Um, my number ten is Carson. Explain yourself. Carson Wentz is number ten, and it's strictly because of injury. Yeah, that's it. Because there's no guarantee. He went the pessimist approach. On I Wentz. did go the pessimist approach within <laughs> this one. Um, there's no guarantee that he'll be back for the start. Um, I would rather take a chance on any of the nine guys in front of him before. 
going all ABBA on yeah. ones. Yeah, and I've got I've got Matt Stafford at my ten slot. Uh, he one like Carl said, it's it's name. It's he's got consistency to him, and since uh, um, Bob Kim Juder has been his uh, offensive coordinator guy, he's uh, he's been getting better every year when it comes to to his touchdown interception ratio and accuracy. So. I mean, if that number keeps going up, he's got two wide receivers that are very good at catching the football. Um, both, I mean, both are really number two receivers for any team. He doesn't really have a true number one, but you know, with that said, he's there. I'm, I'd be fine with having two number twos on my team for sure. Yep. Uh, and then my number ten is Andrew Luck. Uh, this is really a lot of hope more than anything, but. I think if he if he comes back and even if he plays at a serviceable level with his talent and with the receiving core that's going to be around him with T.Y. Hilton, with Eric Ebron, you know, you got a receiving back with Marlon Mack. I think that he could easily be top 10 and I, I it would not surprise me whatsoever ever if he is. Yeah, if he comes back with a with a force, um, he can be a top ten, top five, top quarterback. But th- this is a big injury he's coming back from. Yep. So, so there's a lot of uncertainties when it comes to it. I would be what I would plan on doing if I was if this was my strategy and I was drafting today. I would pick up Andrew Luck probably around a nine, around eight, around nine if he's still there. Plan on having him in an IR spot and plan on having a secondary quarterback to stream. Yeah, picking up an Alex Smith. Picking up an Alex Smith or... or Philip Rivers. Mariota Rivers, something like that. Which I'm kind of surprised that none of us had Rivers in our top 10, um, given the fact that he's had a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things where there's so many to choose from. None of us had Jared Goff either with the team he's got around him. Yeah. Jared Goff would probably be the... Probably be my number 11, to be honest. Yeah, he's my number 11 right now, and it's Mm. just... There's just some names I like a little better, but... Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you would say no to drafting him. Oh, yeah. No, I'd still take him. Especially yep. if you can get that value later in the... Oh, absolutely. What a difference a year makes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Last year, if you would have said that Jared Goff is draftable at this time, people would have really questioned your uh, fantasy football prowess. Acumen. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, going back to Drew Brees, he is roughly 1,500 yards away. From breaking the record? From breaking Peyton Manning. He is at 70,445, and okay. the record is 71,940. Uh, so, nice. barring injury, he's going to get it. Correct. By, like, week seven. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, well, eh, probably not. It probably won't happen this year. I was going to say, barring a barring a record-setting year, um, Tom Brady could also pass Peyton Manning, but he would need to break a record, break the record. By like a thousand yards, he'd so he'd have 6, to throw for yards. six thousand yards. He's six thousand behind. Peyton okay, Manning. okay. So Tom Brady will not get it this year. No, but if Breeze breaks it, retires, Brady could break it then next year. Yes, correct. Yep, there is that chance. And Eli is lurking behind. Uh, he is third in terms of active players at uh, fifty-one six eighty-two. So that's, there's that's a nineteen thousand yard difference between active players. Yes. Holy it's a bit crap. of a difference. That's a... I'm just kind of more impressed that Eli's thrown for 50,000 yards. Yeah, right? <laughs> Eli Eli has the most out of the three quarterbacks drafted that first round. 
Um, granted, he only has about 600 more than Ben Roethlisberger. Which will, Ben will take that over this year. Probably. He's got about, uh, Eli's also got about 50,000 interception return yards in his career, too. It's true, and that actually gets He does have, he, oh, he does have as, he does have as many Super Bowl rings as Big Ben, though. It's true. That's true. This is, this is true. Poor Philip Rivers. Yeah, poor yeah. Phil. Oh, all right, so uh, now I think it's time to head over to the corner. We're heading to the corner. Corner. Headed to the corner. Corner. Gonna learn some facts about football. 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 From the corner. Corner. Zach's fact corner. corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Are we done yet? I had, a, I had a riff at the end there. Yes, you did. <laughs> really, Christina Aguilera did. Nailed those harmonies. All right. So it's a little bit of old news, but as we all know, that Matt Ryan signed a $150 million contract about a month or so ago. Spoiler alert. The top five highest total valued current contracts in the NFL are Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, and Andrew Luck. Some fun facts about those five. They have zero combined Super Bowl wins. They have a seven and twelve combined postseason record, and three of the com- three of the five QBs do not have a single postseason win. <laughs> it's almost like uh, quarterbacks take less money to get better players around them, and they are the ones that win. Yeah, it's Super Bowls. it's really weird how mm-hmm. not being selfish like that helps your team. It's so odd. It's crazy. Um, how bizarre. And then, so this Ooh, one, baby. since it's kind of Matt Ryan's time with that money. This is a list of players who currently combined make less than Matt Ryan will this year. Okay. And, and this is for 2018. Dak Prescott, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham, Josh Gordon, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks, Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, Marcus Peters, Jason Verrett, Marshawn Lattimore, and Landon Collins, all combined will be making less than Matt Ryan. Okay, so those uh, every so rookie contracts. Well, I mean, uh, like and Josh job. Gordon. Yeah, but I mean, you got you got those bigger number contracts yeah. with like Khalil Mack going into the final year of his contract. The bigger numbers there. Marcus Peters obviously making two point four million. Marshawn Lattimore making almost four million. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. All those players are making less combined than Matt Ryan this year. <laughs> Guess good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Matty Ice. I, I just saw that and it, it blew my mind. All right. Well, it looks like we finished all the Gatorades. We've taken all the Advil. And this is the end of your fantasy hangover. And I believe next we are either going to be doing probably a rookie draft recap or maybe a mock draft as well. Yeah, maybe a little bit of a mix of the two. Yeah, maybe both. We'll see. We shall see. But uh, you folks have a good week, and we will talk to you later. Okay, nice lady. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.